PFT Media. Thank you so much for checking out Scotch Good Conversation. This is uh, like, like episode one million, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. Tommy Mott, how are you, sir? Great. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. I, uh, I, we have, I don't know if she's your friend, Pam. Yeah, Pam. Pam, yeah. I worked I worked at Kinko's with Pam. Okay. And a couple days ago, you're like, I don't know how to market myself in the new millennium. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> it was based off of frustrations well, with Facebook. We're, and well, the Facebook, the social yeah. media is frustrating. And yeah. we're around the same age. I think you're a year younger than I am. And Pam is a dear friend who I, I worked with for years at Kinko's. And she just wrote one. She wrote Peter von Tversky, and then I reached yeah, out to you. Yeah, and quite frankly, nice. you've been on my radar. You you are a man about town. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Is that uh, a good thing. No, it, it's a good yeah. thing. I, I I don't get slackers in here for the most part. You know, we 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 get we get some of the cool kids. Nice. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast. These are three things that I know about you. According to your Facebook, you're an almost famous DJ. Uh, yeah, almost famous. <laughs> you've been spinning in town as long as I can remember. You grew up here, right? Yeah. Did you yeah. go? You went to high school here. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. high school did you go? Uh, Colonial. Colonial. Okay. Yeah. Where Where is that? I mean, it's on uh, Colonial, obviously, but Colonial I, is it still there? 50. It is still there, actually. I drove by it a, about a month ago. Like, like where oh. in relation to uh, Home Depot on Colonial? Okay. There's a little side street. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I I was down there. I, I did they just rebuild the whole thing? Probably. It definitely looks bigger and different than what, what, what I went. your <laughs> class of. Do we want to say eighty <laughs> something, right? Yeah, eighty. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I, I I was class of eighty six. Also, yeah. only I'm dumb. I got left back in fifth grade. Oh well. That's so okay. you got to be real dumb to get left back in fifth grade. <laughs> but apparently, I, I I worked my way up to that level yeah. of dumb. But you <laughs> turned out all right. So I turned out okay. Out. You know, it, it, it does. You don't need uh, a degree to to podcast out of your spare bedroom. So, um, but you're a DJ and you've been doing that for years. Yeah. And yeah. where can we find you? You do you spin now? Is that what the kids saying? What are the kids saying? Spin? Is that because that's what I called it when I fancied myself a DJ? Yeah, I don't know what they say. Yeah, push buttons now. Push buttons? Are you, are you you're you're on the computers and not spinning the vinyl? Um, both. It just depends on what it is. Really, yeah. it depends. Um, if I'm gonna be in front of people, I usually will put out Serato. Okay. With turntables yeah and yeah manipulate so. digital files with records okay and then i'll maybe have a small crate of records with me as well um if i'm going to be stuck up in somewhere where you're not really going to see me yeah yeah the computer's uh, nice yeah i'll just use a little <laughs> mini controller and just it's do. amazing to me i i've never yeah. touched any of those controllers like when i when I, I did it for about 10 years and i could mix i could scratch yeah. a little uh it, i had mic presence more than i had anything else yeah they were game changers, really. I mean, as far as the ease of getting into DJing, it makes it so easy. Um, 
You don't even have to count but, beats anymore. Well, yeah. Well, there's some of that too. Okay. The sync buttons and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't use a sync button. Good for you. Yeah, I, I never have. It just never. Yeah, it was actually worse when I would try to use. Like, what is this sync button around? <laughs> and I would try to use it, and it would always like. <laughs> it just would like throw things off. You I'm like, see this the is crowd. Not, yeah. This is not working. What is this? I'm just like, gonna go back to using my. It's ear. gotta be crazy. Like if you've been doing that your whole life to have your mixing board do it or the computer do it well, for you. Well, it's different. Some kids now, they just stare at the wave files, which that to me is still, I, I have to have a set of headphones on. Uh, yeah. I got to hear it. It's insane. With a monitor. It's so much easier for me. I think you know? if, if I came into some money, I would get a set of turntables again and teach myself how to, to mix all over again. And well, the, how do you play all these records? I got, a, I got a turntable out oh, there. Well, yeah. There I, I got a, I got a, a, Sort of low end audio file yeah. file turntable hook to a very bad sound system. Yeah, but uh, that's not that's that's yeah. a drop in the bucket. That, yeah. that that's a that's a, I got rid of all my turntable uh, all my turntables. I got rid of everything and all my records uh, fifteen or so years ago. And then about ten years ago, my wife was like, "We should get a record player." And I said, first of all, don't call it a record player. Yeah. We're getting a turntable." And second of all, I wish I didn't sell all my records. Now I, I it was time. Yeah. How many records you got? Uh, too, too many, and I'm going through the same thing. I'm trying to unload, yeah, and dump them, but I can't. I just it's uh, it's it's gonna take so long. Yeah, you know, even if it's like, does this like that uh, Marie whatever kind of does this bring you joy? <laughs> <laughs> I look at some of these records and it's like these records definitely bring me joy. Then and there's so many others that I have that are just like I should just toss them and just not even care but then it's like well let me check discogs and well, you, you know, do it a couple at a time yeah, you know if, like, if you can make 50 bucks off something that you haven't played in years, i got a ton of them that i haven't played you know but the problem is a lot of them have not retained their value so it's like just that first initial dump just needs to be yeah you know, cleared out all when this I, progressive house music that i had to play back in the late yeah 90s, yeah that just no one I, do not care those, about. those people are not going to clubs anymore yeah, yeah it's just and it's just dated and not very good what do you call it uh, when i sold mine i mean this was 99 i think yeah. when i sold all my stuff yeah and i i, I sold everything that was worth money and singles then i would just do a lot set of like 100 records and throw one or two good ones in there yeah and you know and if i was getting 75 bucks for 100 records you know and they, as long as it covered shipping yeah yeah that you know i'm golden and the nice thing about selling records online is the people who are looking for that specific piece of vinyl yeah uh they want it so much and they're going to yeah. appreciate it and they're going to love it as much as you love it you know i was clearing out my storage unit and uh air conditioning i hope yeah it was okay, air <laughs> and i was like you know i'm just I, these big giant crates i'm like oh, i'm just gonna like take these and just give them away and i'm sitting in there you know moving stuff around i was like well let me just dig in here <laughs> see, that's the problem so i start that's, digging that's in the here problem. and it's like and then i go home and i go on discogs and these are records i bought it's like all thrift store records yeah, things yeah. i never quite got around to cleaning and just just you know and it's just like 50 dollars record 100 dollars record 75 dollars record like all this music that i'm you know it's like money really it's an investment but it's just all these what? really expensive records that I was just going to give away. <laughs> just, I, well, it's sp like, no. Spend like a week pulling what you think is good. Who has a week? I don't, I don't know. Do you know. Who has a week to do well, that? Well, I mean, do you watch TV or are you, are you, are you what, what, how much time you spend on, you don't strike me as a guy who spends a lot of time online. Um, yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like to be online. No, I, mean, I mean, I do, but I don't. I yeah, find yeah. it's a, it's a chore. Yeah. And I it's more frustrating it. than anything else. And it just yeah. sucks you in and you look down yeah. and you've spent an hour. I mean, it's just insane. Like if I have to go on Facebook, which I dread and it's like, okay, I got to promote a show or do something and do something clever or whatever. And you get on Facebook and then it's just, what did I come here for? <laughs> why, 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 why am it's I looking like up ex-girlfriends? <laughs> well, no, but you know, inevitably, you know, it's, it's not even inevitably. It's like, yeah, it is inevitably. The first thing on there is like a post from your friend and it's pretty interesting or it's a funny ass meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just laugh, laugh, laugh. Well, take take some of that time and think of, <laughs> think of the fact that if you spend two hours cleaning records, you're making a hundred bucks an hour. Well, that yeah, and if I do that, it's gonna be late at night. It'll yeah, be a, in in the nighttime when I'm trying to wind down. Yeah, you know. and you know you're gonna love it. You know oh, you're gonna I, really well, that's enjoy. That's the other it. hard part of it. Is you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with that record when again. When you start digging through your records and then you start putting them on, you're like, oh yeah, dude, it was hard. Like, it, oh it, yeah, I I uh, the story I always tell was I, I, we were talking earlier. I'm I'm a fan of U2, and I, they should have stopped a long time ago. But I I when I got rid of almost everything, I had this huge hunk. You know, like a foot of U2 singles and yeah. all the albums and bootlegs and remixes. Wow, yeah. And and what I decided to do was sell them as a lot, like yeah. a lot set. I think there were like 40 or 50 records there. Yeah. I and, have some U2 records. I and, like U2. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't need to really listen to U2 again. I listened to War. War was, was really, a great record. Yeah, Those but, drums on, oh, like, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, and it sounds is great. Is that your favorite U2 album? Uh, Unforgettable Fire is probably my favorite record, really? and yeah. quite frankly, I really like Octune Baby. Like it's if you go back and listen to it, it sounds like 1990. Yeah, but it, it's it, I don't have Octune. Lyrically, it's beautiful. Yeah, and that's uh, around the first time that I got to see. Now, I guess I saw them for Joshua Tree also, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but I got to see them like three times on that tour, and that tour was where it was just over the top, ridiculous. The televisions and satellites yeah, and, yeah, and zoo tv it was a, yeah. It, yeah it was the zoo tv thing yeah. i mean it was it was worth the money it was a, yeah. it was an absolute spectacle yeah i wish i would have seen him when they were young like somehow i could have seen him i got to see war and i got to see him with the pixies boy. that was pretty cool oh, i got to see him with a, a um a big auto dynamite and Pub uh. and public enemy at the uh. same show and the first time Where I saw was that at? it was in tampa that was the second show of that I saw them on the Octoon Baby yeah. tour when they came back through the United States. First time I saw them, I saw them with, uh, are you familiar with Buckwheat Zydeco? Yeah, not just, yes, I know the name. Buckwheat Zydeco yeah. and Los Lobos. Okay, yeah. That, that yeah. was also a huge. And anyway, I I um, I um sold my records to this lady and I, email, I emailed them to him. I, I mailed it to her and then she hand wrote me a letter. This is 1999, 2000 and mailed it back to me saying that she was so happy and she was giving these records to her kid and they were in such beautiful shape and she thanked me, you know, and, uh -huh. and it made it all worthwhile. Like it, it yeah. cause she loved them as much as I love them. And, and I think you have that relationship with music. Yeah, for sure. That's why it's so hard to get rid of records. I know <laughs> you, you're preaching to the choir, son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see some records in here. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah, they're, 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 we have a lot of good uh, similar taste in music. This, I, I, I was uh, following, looking around on your Instagram, and uh, you, you'll post stuff occasionally. And uh, you, uh, you DJed with the guy from Bauhaus and Love and Rockets last year. Uh, David J. That was a few months ago. Was I, I thought it was. I thought it was like it late was. last year. Was no. that fun? Was that that was that you're you're part of a bar too, right? Yeah, Stonewall. Yeah, uh, yeah. That he came over to Stonewall. Um, my friend uh, 
Pete Olin from Indoxa. He's been on the podcast. Yeah, he. Uh, he He's an interesting ADJ dude. Over. Yeah, I just met him this year. Well, I met him last year briefly, but we just started like actually. Getting to know each other a little bit more. He's got now. like his PhD. He, yeah. he he's like wicked like, smart, and then oh he promotes God. like metal and hip hop shows. Yeah, and a lot of gothy, yeah, yeah, industrial stuff now too. Yeah, he's killing it right now. Actually, he's uh, he's in a lot of good shows. A lot of good shows going to Tampa because of him. Yeah, well, I know yeah. he he goes down south uh, south a little bit, and here in Tampa, and uh, anyway, so you got to, to DJ with a, a guy from Bauhaus. What was that like? How old is that dude? pretty old <laughs> but <laughs> he's it, got he's got him in his 60s right yeah maybe late 60s, late 60s. Maybe, yeah yeah but um it was awesome yeah like david J. Bauhaus, love and rockets you know they are phenomenal bands yeah, you know? yeah and he was an integral part of that so being able to dj with him um and just get my picture taken to him kind of <laughs> like a fanboy was just like man it was just so amazing and it's so funny is like i'm going to la in two weeks to go see Bauhaus. Mm -hmm. is that the a they're, they're a thing they're coming back together okay when me and my wife when we got married we we basically said all right if Bauhaus, love and rockets which are kind of the same without yeah yeah, yeah 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 uh was peter murphy okay wasn't he sick for a little while yeah who knows he's sick he probably has cancer i'm not really sure Sucks. i'm just talking yeah yeah i saw him at the edge ass. once a long time ago yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah. yeah it was great yeah yeah uh and the talking heads if they ever get together oh, yeah, we're yeah. going anywhere we have to yeah, yeah. see them so basically um who'd we see uh pop tone got together with, okay which is daniel ash yeah and, yeah yeah you know and so it was like well it's it's not really loving rockets but we flew up to Minneapolis to go see Pop. Good for you. You know, we saw, you know, and they did Tones on Tail stuff. It yeah, was, yeah, It was great. So that was cool. And then... Pete, your, wife, your wife is cool? Oh, yeah, very cool. Okay, she sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pete brings me, you know... Uh, and Doc. Peter Mer yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they comes to the plaza. Yeah, yeah. He, it seems Murphy like every couple weeks that dude's through here. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Pete brought David J to come DJ at Stonewall, uh, my spot. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then you could just sense it like something was going to happen. And then they announced that Bauhaus was getting together for one show. Oh, my God. So I didn't LA. realize it was that. Yeah. Yeah. And the wife's like, uh, you got tickets? Like, did you get uh, them? Yeah, we got them. Okay. How much was that? How much was it? Not that it's in my business, but it's got to be. It's got to be. Oh, I don't even remember. I mean, it can't be stupid expensive. No, it was like, it, I don't know. It might have been like 300 bucks or something. A ticket, really? No, for two. Okay, that seems like a good deal. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a horrible deal, but it, no, it's but still it's, a pretty good deal. Yeah, and they sold out in like seven minutes. Yeah. And we got tickets, and we're like, how are we going? What are we doing? Just just get the we'll damn tickets. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. We're yeah. going. Yeah. And then they added two shows. And you know, with Peter Murphy, his health, you don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, this is it. This could be the last time they're all together. We have to go. We've yeah. never seen them. We told ourselves we would go see them. So, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I was telling you about going to see the Alarm play a yeah. couple, and that that was it. Was Mike Peters has been sick for a while. Yeah, and he always seems super healthy. But you know, and I don't knock on wood. Mike Peters yeah. remains healthy, but I have a funny feeling he, he's gonna. Yeah. I mean, he's got kids and he's got family and a good chunk of the. Well, not the original band, but some of the original members were there, and some of the like the crew that hung out with them back in the day were touring with them, and they toured with a uh, a Gene Loves Jezebel, which is a band I dig, and uh, Modern English, who actually didn't come to to Orlando, but I was supposed to see them in Charlotte. But yeah. uh, I I can't think of anybody else who is still around that I want to see. 
Can't, can't think. I mean, is there any bucket list bands besides uh, Bauhaus and Tones on Tail and uh, Talking Heads? Talking Heads, yeah. Uh, That's never going to happen, though, do you think? I don't know. Yeah. Never say never. He's nuts. Yeah, so what? Yeah. I actually, <laughs> we just, I think there's a book from him someplace up here. Uh, we just got a, a DVD player again or yeah. a, a Blu ray player. I'd go see Dead Kennedys, I think. Oh, that'd be fun. But but it's got to have Jello in it. Yeah, it has to have Jello. Otherwise, it's not. Worth yeah, because, and I, I've seen him do spoken word. That's nuts. Yeah. He talks for, it was like two hours. And yeah. finally, I was like, dude, come on, man. And I would see Ministry if they did old stuff. That'd be fun also. Yeah. Uh, Pop Will Eat Itself would be one that, that I would probably travel to go see. Really? I like that. Uh, this is the day, this is the hour. That record sounded yeah. like the time of my life. Yeah. They were an interesting band. Yeah. They, uh, or, uh, well, uh, among those, um, um, uh, Ned's atomic dustbin would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> the stone roses. I know they, they, they yeah. Don't, yeah. The Charlton's that, yeah. Char that, yeah, that, that I, would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I could get into those too. Yeah. That, that, any of that, that Manchester sound, yeah. um, oh, where, where is the stone wall? Oh, uh, 741 West Church Street. It is uh, right next to the soccer stadium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Is it all right? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's a really interesting place. Um, you know, it's been a gay bar for 12 years, and uh, I'm over there just doing shows, doing some management stuff, and uh, a little I didn't bit really, of everything. I, I didn't realize it was around for 12 years. That's insane. Yeah, that's what's crazy. So it's been around, and it's just, you know, culturally things are shifting right yeah. now, and over the years from space bar and then like even at black star, I met a lot of kids in the LGBTQ community that are doing cool stuff. And I met a lot of kids in bands and just interesting younger people, like just doing it, you know, and yeah, yeah. being weird and doing their thing. So weird is good. Yeah, for sure. So we're just trying to, you know, bring some of that element into, into Stonewall and make it a little bit more open and, uh, inclusive and well, I mean, I, I feel like I even, I mean, if it's been around for twelve years, I feel like, especially if I was in my forties, I mean, my ears to the ground, I know things, I'm, I'm, I'm hip, daddy-o. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know how long you've been involved, but it seemed like it popped up on my radar in the last couple of years. I've been there a year, okay, basically mm -hmm. one year, oh. you know, a little bit after. And you're serving year. food now. Uh, we uh, well, we, truck yeah, we're food bringing truck. Thing. We're bringing food trucks in now. Okay, cool. You know, Thursdays we're doing a food truck thing. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah. Second thing uh, I know about you is you kind of a, a clothing brand line. Is that uh, how is is that uh, how you would describe it? Yeah. And is it still small. active? It is. At, it's getting because you because you updated active. your website recently. So I, I didn't know if I should it. bring it. That was the first website I've made, and it's nicer than my website. Yeah. Well, you know what. Well, uh, I'll show you how to do it. I don't want to do it for you. Okay. <laughs> no, my Scott's website is okay. My dinner and good conversation website, Wix. not so com. nice. Wix.com. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what does what Evolve? Uh, please Evolve. Please Evolve. Please Evolve is uh, just two simple words. It's kind of my mantra. It's uh, me screaming at the top of my lungs to everyone in the world that will listen um, it's kind of ambiguous though, because it, it can fit in anyone's, uh, realm or personality or way they think, you know, if there's something they believe in on, uh, any kind of social commentary, you know, whether it's clean water, clean air, human rights, you know, LGBT stuff, I, you know, I am down, please evolve, please evolve, please evolve. And it's just, we should that. have this together by now. Yeah, we should have that together by now. And, you know, it's it's been a struggle uh, well it hasn't been a struggle it's just been a, a pretty crazy road since i've started the brand 
but things are coming back around full circle again. And I think March uh, 315, 2020, I'm going to do a small um, collaboration with another nonprofit called United Planet. Cool. Yeah, so it'll be Please Evolve United Planet, which is kind of cool. And um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm just going to start putting more shirts back up on the Etsy, Etsy site. And All right. Got a website. You got a website, right? Uh, got please a Facebook, evolve, got please Instagram. Brand.com. Please evolve on Instagram. I'll, I'll put links in the show notes. Third thing know. I know about you is uh, last Wednesday, you introduced your kid to Black Sabbath. How did that work? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. We kind of had a, a quick conversation about uh, war pigs a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's interesting, my kid. She, <laughs> she, said she gets it from all over the yeah. musically. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, did you read that thread on Facebook about I, I, the roller skating rink? Uh, no, I just oh, I okay. just saw the I, I know it was a long thread. There was a yeah, lot of people who chimed in, in on Black Sabbath. Yeah. I I understand why Black Sabbath is important. <laughs> like I, I I get it. It was never my cup of tea. My, uh, surprisingly enough, my wife likes Black Sabbath. Yeah. She knows more about Black Sabbath yeah. than I do. Yeah, I mean I understand. I, I get you know, it. Like when yeah. I was a kid, I couldn't listen to that music. My mom wouldn't let me have Kiss records, you know? Wow. So I got on the, heard about Black Sabbath through my neighbor. Uh-huh. Oh, there's always that neighbor. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you know, I got my Sabbath record from the thrift store. Yeah. You know? Because and digging people were dumping them. Literally digging in the storage unit through the bin of records I was going to just well, shame dump. on you for having your Black Sabbath and record. Oh, in, in, Black Sabbath. Is it in good shape? Oh, it's in great shape. Yeah? It plays great. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, you listen to it, and it's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, I guess I'm a devil worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I am in the same. Oh, my God. No, I, uh, I, I blew off Ozzy when he first came out, you know, when, when that all happened. Because all the, the kids, I got, because I'm, I was... When was that? When uh, Blizzard of Oz came out, yeah. it was about eighty one, eighty two. Does that sound right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I was like eighty three, eighty four, maybe 10, 11. And I don't trust an eleven year old kid who's really into Ozzy. You know, I, I it's because yeah, you have you haven't formed an opinion. You have an older brother. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, that yeah. that's just it. So, yeah. but now I don't own Ozzy records, but I, I think I appreciate Ozzy more than I appreciate Black Sabbath. Oh, I don't know. I think I appreciate Sabbath more. I don't think I've ever given a, a really fair listen. I mean, it's thick. Yeah. It's thick. And it's, oh, sonically, the the record is like, it's like, yeah. Does it sound okay? Yeah, man. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good. It's raw and it's it's because, rock and roll. Because I like Zeppelin when I was a little kid. Like I And I know that's it's not the same. No, Zeppelin's yeah. good. It's, it's uh, just a blues it, brand. Band. Kind of little, I mean, you know. Yeah, right. I mean, I used to appreciate Zeppelin more than I do now. You know, I, uh, I, I, again, not that there's a shit ton of records here, but there's no Zeppelin there either. You know, it's there, and I'm embarrassed that I own it, but I picked up two nice copies of it. Uh, there's two uh, Motley Crue records there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Shout of the Devil, I got on vinyl. Like, yeah. I, and I picked it up used, like a, in a thrift store. You know, I went on tour with them with, with Motley Crue. I'm yeah. sorry, what year? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know that? No, no, no. That's so funny that you brought that up. What, what year did wait, did you tour with the crew? Um, ninety six. Oh man, it was so it was, it was still kind of. Well, that was the end when the, some of the boys were. Oh, sloppy. it was the end. Yeah, some of them were sloppy, but other were uh, Vince Neil was trying not to be. Is he a dick? 
Uh, you know, he's... <laughs> Could you not say? Vince, <laughs> Are you friends Vince with was always struck me as like the old guy who's going to end up at Cocoa Beach. Yeah, yeah. With, at 8 and 9.30 in the morning with yeah. the sun coming up, sitting down on the steps just, just to the beach, drinking a beer. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, yeah. he's a rager. Like, the... Okay. So why did so, you, how did you tour with Motley Crue? Well, I told you I was an almost famous DJ. Okay, so... So... Uh, were you pre show dj guy with motley crew i pre i opened for cheap trick well that's fun okay and then cheap trick would go on and then i would do another set in before motley crew would go okay on. and it all basically came about because rolling stone did that article about uh the orlando club scene yeah yeah and um tommy tommy lee married pam and they went to mexico and did ecstasy and <laughs> They listened to Josh Wink's Higher State of Consciousness and changed his world forever. And then all of a sudden, Rolling Stone was like, we want a DJ from Orlando. And boop, 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 through the connections. Uh, like, so how, how far, how long, how how insane? It, it was insane <laughs> on a whole other level than what you think it was really? insane on. Because, and this is the funny part, they were all... Tommy was married to Pam. Okay. That's uh, his first wife, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did you see her? Did she smell good? I did. I actually did meet Pam. Yeah. And um, yeah. I figure she either she, smells like cigarettes or she smells no, good. She was she was smart. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, this girl knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. And uh, and I I got to... I <laughs> She did a photo shoot for PETA when I was on tour. Good and for I her. went to... Uh, to the photo shoot and she started undressing and getting naked you know she was doing the naked shoot with the tiger or yeah, something yeah. in the cage and i was like oh yeah i don't want to see home home guy you know homeboy's wife yeah, I was like, oh, I yeah it's well, good for you you're yeah, a nice man well we kind of, i mean i still communicate with tommy oh tell him uh, i said hi i'll tell him okay but uh they, they were you know six was with uh who is it donna dierco okay tommy was with pam okay uh two tour buses Mick and Vince were on the other bus, and I was on the bus with Tommy and and uh, uh, you were on the bus with Tommy and his wife with not his wife with Tommy. And, oh, okay. Um, six. Okay. And oh, see, that must be the the, the insane bus. Well, no. Okay. Me, this is this is how insane. <laughs> it's not, it's insane. not insane. Oh, no, I don't, now I'm disappointed in the Motley. Well, Crew. no, there are so many. You, trust me, <laughs> I've got <laughs> some interesting stories about that whole time and. <laughs> They had signed clauses with each other, contracts. Yeah, yeah. That said, if they got uh, messed up, party doing drugs, that they were going to have to pay each bandmate five thousand dollars each. Well, that seems like chump change for Motley Crue. But they were straight as an arrow. Oh well, good. But their shows good. Shows were good. I saw them once by accident. Yeah. I a uh, buddy of mine was. He called me up. I said, "Hey, you want to go see Motley Crue?" I was like, "No, not really." And he said, "I got backstage passes." And I said, "All right, that sounds fun, I guess." Yeah. And I, I don't. They seemed like they were. This was two thousand oh. something something. Yeah. I know Tommy Lee had an an undressing room. I noticed as we walked by it uh, on on the it said Tommy Lee's undressing room. He's and, a funny guy. Though. Yeah, he seems he seems like kind of just a, yeah. a child. Yeah. I, you know, I like, yeah, happy go lucky. Just yeah, just a knucklehead. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He's a knucklehead. Well, I got I got Doctor Feelgood, and I've listened to it like twice. Like I picked yeah. it up for like ninety nine cents. Yeah, and and it's it's just a really nice copy of it. Uh, 
It some of it's really good. Some of it's just complete garbage. It, it's, yeah. But who produced that? It was like Mutt Lang did. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's whoever sure. produced it uh, produced the hell out of it. It sounds big and, and insane. Yeah, the Too Fast for Love one, uh, the first album was. See, my wife liked that one too. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a punk rock record. Yeah, only it's faster. Kind of, it's fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's good. I, maybe I got to pick that up. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, I, in high school. I, I thought I was a new wave kid. But I also like sticks. Yeah, yeah, I just was all over the place. I yeah. was kind of a new wave kid, I guess, as well. Didn't realize how much of it was out there, you know, because it yeah. was only getting it from the radio. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it was, I guess growing up in Orlando, I mean, you had some radio stations. So PRK and UCF, no, uh, UCF we, we was could, playing. We couldn't pick up PRK where I Not lived. PRK. I'm talking about uh, um, Rollins. Yeah, the Rollins. Uh, uh, yeah, Rollins, yeah, they were playing cool music, right? Yeah, we couldn't. Oh, where you lived? I okay. couldn't get, and I could barely get UCF. I think at the time, and I didn't really know about UCF until I was like out of high school. And there was a station that I could barely get. I grew up in St. Lucie County, and it was WFIT. Oh, FIT. Well, FIT I knew was FIT. A, a proper college radio yeah, station. Proper. I I uh, used to listen to FIT every time I went to the surf. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we'd go there. Actually, I saw a split second you know that band a split second yeah, yeah i saw them out at fit that's kind of cool yeah they were they were a proper college station I, yeah. I, that's how i learned a lot about a lot of music was yeah. with uh, uh my my boom box and a wire and an antenna like not any a clothes hanger in yeah. the corner of the room on a thumbtack yeah and on a good night i could tape music and then i had to go back and try to figure out what was what and if uh the dj didn't announce it and it was something i, I loved i i that would drive me crazy. Um, real quick, off the top of your head, don't overthink this. This is right now, as you sit there, top three bands, singers, songwriters, or music performers in your life right now. Go. Uh, well, my favorite band would probably have to be The Clash. Okay, good. Solid. Yeah. Um, and what were the other two you wanted? <laughs> no, just, just bands or, or whatever, whoever makes the music. Clash. Um, the Clash. Okay. I'm just a Clash guy. I mean, I like other bands. All right. And I love music, uh, but the it, big impact on my life was the, the Clash. Was the Clash, yeah. I've it, got a, a copy of London Calling, an original pressing in yeah, there. Yeah, I see it I right there. Yeah, What's got, your favorite Clash album? Probably that one. London Calling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always go to, I always say uh, Combat Rock for me. It, that was so, again, that was that was the, the big one. That was the hit. That was the big one. Yeah. And I, I like to tell people, it's like, you know, I get it. Yeah. You know, oh, combat rock. And it's like, well, listen, no, no, no. I, it's a good listen, record. Like, it's, it's when you're in seventh grade and that comes out and you're have enough for one record <laughs> and you're holding Clash Combat Rock in one hand uh -huh. and uh, Flock of Seagulls in the other Ooh. and you can only get one. Yeah. You know, and I chose Combat Rock and. But Space Hides Love Song. Dude, well, whatever. Yeah. But Space Hides <laughs> Love Song, come on. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> Side one, the other hit, Combat Rock. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. First track, Know Your Rights. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like seventh, eighth grade, and just like. So you were cool. You were way cooler than I was in, in eighth grade. I still. Oh, you, you see, there's a stick poster right there. Yeah. That that's from when I was in eighth grade. So. Yeah. Oh. yeah I I, uh, I I was a poser for a long time. I still am. I don't know what I'm talking about. No. Uh, the thing number two. Uh, what's one thing? in your life right now that the world needs to know about that you would endorse? That I would endorse? Yes, one thing, one product, one a restaurant, one. A, 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 a grooming <laughs> supply, a, um, 
One thing. Oh, man. Uh, one thing I would endorse. These are the hardest ones. Yeah, I, I, don't, I would endorse a lot of things. Uh, change. Okay, you, good. That's, that's solid. Enjoy. People are going way deeper on this. Yeah, yeah, it's like, just don't be afraid of change. Change is good. Just, yeah. All right. It's like, if it doesn't work, you just go back to the way it was. It's not a big deal. And I have a funny feeling where you're going to say uh, <laughs> on this next one. And again, like this is the end of the, the kind of stupidness. Uh, one thing that you can have tell me as a man who's just a year older than you that I can do to improve my life. It's it's for me, this whole podcast is a, sell, a, a journey of self-discovery. So give me a hint. How can I make my life better, Sensei? Uh, grow your own vegetables. Do you grow your own vegetables? Starting again. What trying. if I don't like vegetables? Learn. Yeah? Yeah, learn to like them. What's I your, don't like them that much either. But, what's your vegetable jam? Uh, let's see. What I, I used to grow peppers a lot. And I could see that would were, be good. They were great. Yeah. yeah. Peppers and yeah. Uh, kale. Actually, bok choy and then when it was warmer. You know, I want to get back to growing food. Yeah. I feel like the more I can do in that department and like it's just less money to spend yeah yeah i know where the food comes from you know and it's clean yeah uh and there's just something really calming and awesome about it's gotta be i I imagine there is like i have friends who grow some stuff and i used to be part of the uh the audubon park uh garden market so i if we had like we needed vegetables i used to try to buy them from there uh, that that's a good one. Good. I, I, I thought you were going to tell me that. change is good, like for no, number three, also. Like, yeah, grow some veggies or something. You know, I got the mushroom compost just dropped at my house the other day. Yeah, and it's like, we did that once. We got one of those things, and my wife forgot about it and put it in a cabinet, and then mushrooms. Mushrooms. Grew, yeah, they grew, they grew in our cabinet, popping out <laughs> every morning. <laughs> it was, a new it was, thing it was, of mushrooms was pretty gross. Out, and then they fall <laughs> like I was, I was like, what the fuck is smelling in here? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we couldn't find it, and I looked in the back of a cabinet, and the, the box had bust open, and it was. It, it was a mess. I was angry with yeah. my wife. We're not, I don't think we've reached grow food part of our life yet. We can um, barely see these plants in here. Yeah. It's a struggle to keep those alive. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. They and they're, and they're cactuses. Yeah, it's they're it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not, take I can kill a cactus. I, oh, no. I Yeah. Like a motherfucker. I can, uh, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. Now is your chance to ask me the first and only the first of those three questions. Uh, well, the first one, I really was in, enjoying our music conversation yeah, yeah. and i was and i was wanted you to elaborate on uh your clash album why london calling was your first is your favorite album like what is it about that album what like song you know there's those moments i'm gonna tell you music I, changes your life like when, when you when you said clash or flock of seagulls i would have went flock of seagulls oh my god <laughs> so <really>? sorry <laughs> i would have went flock of seagulls <laughs> I told you I was kind of a new wave kid. Um, as far as so, what, then how did you get into the Clash? Then how did that make that transition? I mean, just like just like you, Combat Rock, Combat Rock, exactly. And my brother also worked in a record store, and I'm not saying my brother was like I love you, William, if you're listening, but he wasn't cool. Yeah, I mean, he he uh, hits the sticks poster. That, that sticks is cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't see it. Is it? It's from Paradise Kil- Theater. Oh no, it? it's from Killer. Was oh, here. Kilroy? Okay. Yeah, so it's got Mr. Roboto. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. Uh, well, my my brother. I mean, he he turned me on to like like Zeppelin and ACDC and you know uh, uh, Meatloaf. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I I had a couple good friends who listened to some cool music. And I mean, I, the class wasn't really on my radar for a yeah. really long time. You know, uh, I think I 
probably was more into that one Joe Strummer record. Uh, what's the orange one? Oh, um, you know what? I don't even know. I never really listened to much of his solo yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like at all, that which a lot. Is surprising. And I've, I've owned combat rock, and I, I and I was DJing like weddings and parties yeah. and shit. So of course I played like you know Rock the Casbah. Yeah. And what was the other hit off that record? Uh, no, your oh, not know your rights, but should I stay or should, should I, I stay or should I go? Yeah. Like I I knew the hits. Yeah. But as far as like as far as records go, I mean that's probably my, my most expensive record. Like yeah. it's a pristine copy of it. Yeah. And I, I I love it because it's there, and I appreciate it because I appreciate the Clash. I think even overall, like Mick Jones from the Clash, yeah, was like I I mean the Clash turned me on to so much music. Absolutely, I mean I know you like reggae, and and boom, uh, just just out of that, and you that, know, and that's another thing people don't realize, like the punk and the reggae connection. Absolutely, you know? yeah, it's insane, and I love reggae. I love dub music. Like, see, I don't understand dub. Oh God! It's I, so I, I mean, I, I, I don't smoke much. You don't have to. I, I know, but it, 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 it gets a tad uh, monotonous. No. Yeah, <laughs> come on. No, it's it's spacey and peaceful. I guess, and it's meditative and like, yeah, it's good. I've and, tried. One day, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've tried dub. Like, I, I, and I. You should, do, you know, you should. Put on uh, the first Lee Scratch Perry, the Super Rape. Okay, yeah. Start there. And All just... right. Start with Super Rape. Oh, yeah. Oh, super Rape? Super Ape. Ape. Okay, not Scratch Super Rape. Super okay. Ape. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, that's just a bad place to start. Super Ape, much better place yeah. to start. It's, yeah, that record. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Because I know, he co- I know he comes through town or used to. He just did a record with Brian Eno. Okay, that's going to be strange. And um, Andrew Weatherhall. I know Reduced that name. It, I know. I, I know that name. I don't know who that is, but the, with Brian Eno, the it, Warm it, Dreads. It's okay. Become the Warm Dreads. All right. Of the Warm Jets, I think. Okay. You know, you know thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to listen to it. My friend just sent me a link to it, so I'm gonna give it a listen. Later. I. I. Uh, I. I think. I like old school, like 1950s, like roots reggae. Like Scott, oh, roots like, is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I like two tone. Yeah, like that, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. When like uh, they were kind of learning about the 50s music because the am like yeah, yeah. The, the am channels from miami were floating across the, yeah. the ocean yeah. to the islands and they so you could listen to like even like even early bob marley sounds kind of you know like yeah. like just kind of 60s soul music yeah man i love that stuff. and i i you know i'm uh i i'm still learning about music and i know a lot i know much more than your average cat knows about music but I, I'm still learning. There's still things that that I know nothing about. Yeah. And I, I'd like to think I admit it. You know, uh, I can hold a conversation with somebody. But I mean, there's I I I'm constantly trying to move forward, trying to like what band should I listen to? And I when I got rid of my records, a lot of these are stuff that I didn't own on vinyl. Okay. You know, I, I like I said, there's there's very little U2 in there. I, I think uh, I have Unforgettable Fire, and I think I have a copy of War in there. Yeah. But like though, and those that was my favorite band. But I've heard that I've heard yeah. those records hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of times. Well, now it's like for me with my records, I want to narrow it down to just the essentials that when I'm dead, my kid will have. Yeah, that's cool. It'll be like yeah, you know that's that that the is bases cool. are covered. You got that Black Sabbath, with the thing. Stooges, and yeah, 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 T Rex. Yeah, I, know. I, you know, it's I, I Bowie. I, I mistakenly told my wife once when we first got together that uh, I, I if if we had kids, the only thing I could really give them was a really bitchin' record collection. But then we decided not to have kids, and I got rid of all my records. 
So, yeah, I guess it's a fair trade. I mean, yeah. you seem pretty happy to be a dad, but I don't know if yeah. I'm the man for the job. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I mean, you you kind of did the dad thing a little later in life, and I think that's kind of a blessing, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been. You were equipped for? Yeah, I don't know. But you don't know. I really, yeah. you know what? You don't know because it does change you. It doesn't change it. It's just different. I yeah. Don't, it's not, but it's not different. I don't think I've changed. I still do the same dumb stuff I've been doing. Obviously, you know, I'm uh-huh. still the old guy at the club. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. It's like, go get a job. I just, uh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> what was the last straight job you had? Oh, like God. last, like real legit. You ever put a tie on? You ever have to wear a tie to work? Uh, yeah. What'd you do? I worked at a title company. I don't know if I had to wear a tie. But you had to wear slacks. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's the a dumb last word. job yeah. I can remember doing. And um, I lasted like two months. Yeah. If that. I don't know. I was good. They were like, oh, we hate to see you go. I was like, yeah, I just can't do this. I, guess I can't work locked here in anymore. an office. I just kind of just went crazy. Yeah. I just, well, at a young age, I learned to just like hate work. <laughs> like. I, I know Everyone that sounds. Hates. I well, got news for you, kid. I got. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, it's like you're 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And you're laying sod for some guy, and he gives you like five dollars an hour, and it's like you get this whole yard done, and you know he doesn't bring any help. No, no, oh, just here, you out there. And, and I bust bust my butt, you know, because I'm trying to save up for a surfboard. Here's forty dollars. Like God, this is not. This is all day, dude. Forty dollars. Like yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's the. <laughs> You know, you're 16, 17, maybe, and the, uh, you know, you're building houses and helping out and learning that whole trade a little bit. And then uh, the guy hires you to help him put the, put the tiles on a house. <laughs> and then you, you do that whole thing. And you're sitting there on the roof waiting for the guy to come back to pay you, and he never comes back. It sounds like you're talking from personal experience. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, so it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this isn't for me. And then, uh, you know, then there was lands, not landscaping, land surveyor, land okay. surveyor. That sounds gross. You know, like and then you get in then, swamps. Yeah, you know, going yeah. to that retention pond where we saw the alligators yesterday. A hey, new kid, new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then wade in the water with the the, the pond. You know, the retention pond. It's not even. A, it's a canal. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's Florida. like eighteen it's, feet deep. It's swamp water in yeah. Florida. Wade in it. And then they're yelling, don't let the stick go down in the mud. You got to keep your You're you're moving it too much. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? The alligator, like, yeah. No, I I get you. It's been a while. I mean, I've. Was not. I was in my 30s, probably, since I had like my last, maybe early 40s since I had my. No, early 30s. I uh, sold suntan lotion too. That was that's cool. odd. Did you ever go to the uh, the surf expo? Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, always yeah, a good time. Yeah, that, yeah, that used to be good. <laughs> selling suntan lotion on the pool decks was a pretty good job. So I imagine that would be okay. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I learned a lot. I got to hang. I was like twenty, and the people I worked with would get me in the clubs, you know, because they were all twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I discovered drinking. I think kind of and like whoa, I, I discovered drinking way or women than older that. than me. Like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. Ready? Question number one for you. Uh, close the lid of the toilet before uh, flushing it. That's like a life rule that a lot of people oh. don't know because, you know, you close the lid and then the poopoo particles don't go everywhere. They kind of oh. at least stay in the toilet. That's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Uh, name another life rule that most people don't follow. 
Oh, a life rule that people don't follow? Like most people don't close the lid of the toilet. That's why it's well, there. That the yeah. toilet lid is there because poo poo, poo poo particles, pee pee particles. A life. Well, don't you'd think everybody would know all the life rules? Apparently, a, they don't. I just, I just, a, I just put some poo poo wisdom on you, dude. Question. Like, I don't, I don't know. I can give life you another wisdom. example. Get. Uh, you know what? You know what? If we're gonna go down the poop route, yeah. Uh, you would know this if you had a kid, but those little baby wipes, yeah are great to finish after you take a poop. No, I, I know that. I yeah, love a baby wipe. I'm surprised they're not there. Like, I, I enjoy a baby wipe. Yeah, they're I, great. Yeah, like, they, they're horrible for your kids, the world right your up. kids are going into. Yeah. But, but yeah. You're, you're growing your own food, so it, it balances out. Almost growing. It's yeah. The dirt is there. Yeah. We have the seeds. Oh, we got dirt. Go. We got a garden box. <laughs> I got a garden box. But no, but it's... we it's put steps. It, we put it in the wrong like place, yeah. so it doesn't get the if sun I, it needs. Yeah, uh, we got yeah. it's got to figure out what doesn't need yeah. sun. Well, you know, if I say I'm growing my own food, it's like putting it out. Well, that, the that's just that's just it. That the first part is saying you're going to do it. Going to do it. Is your wife on board? Yeah, yeah. My daughter's excited to do it. She well, that's that's cool. It's yeah. a project. See, I don't yeah, have anybody who, who I need to do a project with. Yeah, I can just order food. The dog. <laughs> she, she she doesn't eat vegetables. She eats better than I do. Truthfully, yeah. um, question number two for you. Why is it that people believe their truth is the only truth? Well, people just have a problem with uh, changing their minds or admitting they were wrong or just the, I don't know what it is. It's just like it, they can't handle being wrong. Uh, I'm very loose with what I believe in. And, and no, like I, I would never guess that about well, you. Well, it's not, it, it's easily, you know, <laughs> I've known you for an hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you, you know, you strike it, me as it, loose. It can't, it, it's not a big deal to change your mind. It's absolutely okay to learn something and yeah. admit you're wrong. Yeah. If yeah. you're not learning, you're dying. Some people will go to their graves knowing they're wrong, but not admitting it. Yeah. But do they know they're wrong? I don't, I don't Have you seen our president? Well, someone, someone's I, backing that guy up and they well, got to know they're wrong. I think that is a whole other issue. <laughs> <laughs> that is maybe on some heavy, I don't know. I don't want to call it like mental stuff, but it's like, it's weird, man. It's like your ego and you're so behind someone that I, uh, you can't like recognize anything he's doing wrong or what might be i i read off a, kilter like a couple al franken books when he was still writing interesting books lying yeah. liars and the lies they tell oh yeah pretty solid and uh russ limbaugh is a big fat idiot yeah. if you see those books get them they're usually in thrift stores yeah. and one of the things uh he says about people who in those kind of people yeah you know is they they love their country and their political party the way that a little child loves their mother, you know, yeah. the mommy can do no wrong. Yeah. Don't talk bad about mommy. That's a great, you know, yeah. and, and it yeah. makes sense. You know, yeah. you, you, you know that sometimes mommy might have, or, you know, the president yeah. or your local Senator, your Congressman might do something wrong, but it's okay to admit you made a mistake. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's he's in problem. Yeah, <laughs> is he? Is he, he is a problem. problem. You know, and you know, I don't know. Are we going to talk? Nah, about Nah, no. Let's. It's, it's, I was going to segue. Out. Gonna, it always happens. Are we going to go down this hole? Uh, question number three for you. What are uh, four words that, that would describe the exact opposite of you? <laughs> the exact opposite of me. Yes, the exact opposite. Not you. Oh, not Tommy. Um. 
organized. <laughs> Are you working on that? Trying. Yeah. You're, you're always working on that. Like I, I, could, be, I could be better organized. I, everybody like, could, but uh, you know, it's, I think the older I get, the better I am at it. Um, not me. Uh, two more three more a horrible dj <laughs> okay so are you good i'm the best are you <laughs> oh, you, you, did, you didn't even work with motley crew <laughs> yeah i did i did what do you what do you play at a motley crew show um a little of everything yeah you know when i what what i they started out what they wanted is they wanted a uh nightclub atmosphere okay so it was like subs on lights the whole thing and i was playing like uh, big beat okay. type stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. British yeah, yeah. break beats. But yeah. It was like guitars and samples and rock. Sh you know, it was I like that very, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Uh, but then, you know, you go to these cities and they just don't want to hear it. So you revert to playing Led Zeppelin and Kiss. Yeah, When the Levy Breaks always you sounds know, really good like on a big that. sound system. And so yeah. it was a little bit of both. I would just intermingle the, all of it together, Kiss. you know, mix it all together <laughs> with a little. That's fun. You know make money or is it just an experience uh, no i made some money yeah um i don't know I, th I feel like even if you walked away even that it's still kind of an experience you can talk about on a podcast no yeah 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 sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know I, I bought a couple keyboards and things like that well, that's cool money. do you can do you play instruments that would be another thing that i'm the total opposite of like i uh i don't play so much like i can't just sit down and do something i mean i can bang out stuff on yeah. a sampler and you know i had in here you know da vinci Oh well, he's he's that kid, that kid, he's on another level. Oh, Every, he's a he's, yeah. he's insane. I keep talking insane. about him on all my episodes since then. He's he affected me. I don't. I he's yeah. He's like a ninja. Yeah. On every level, he's yeah. first of all he's like a karate guy, and then all those things he does, and, yeah, he's, and he's wicked, super, super smart. Yeah, he's on another level. So you got those sure. things, that little banging machine. I can bang on stuff, and I usually just tap and play until I you know figure something out. I'm very I I I like reworking things. You know, I still love sampling, and I like putting pieces of a puzzle together. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I like taking something and and just twisting it to where it's unrecognizable, and then it turns it into something else. You I know? had Cuburns in here a couple months oh, ago too. I yeah. like that dude too. Yeah, Q's great. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's he's interesting. And I mean, talking about smart hit. Oh smart, my god! Smart. And talking about like pivotal part of the Orlando music scene and that that whole. I love the fact that he. Was going to get signed? It's like you can't sign me unless you sign all my kids too. Oh, yeah, that, that's. Uh, I I was very impressed with him. Nice. Um, your second question to me, please. I I just really always end up going back to music, but I don't. want That's to okay. Do that you, right you, now. you know, I'll tell you. Well, what, like if you just hit me with what is the opposite? Like, what about you? Like, what's the opposite of of you? You think people. Uh, opposite what? of me so that's no fair i'll, I'll let you I'm get stealing away your question yeah not next one you got to get prepared for the next one uh opposite of me i would say um presently now um opposite me shy although I, I i can be shy like if if we were if we went to a bar and i wasn't like in my own like this is my room this that's is, called social anxiety yeah, and that's just it like <laughs> i i i don't do well out in 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 society. I feel you. Yeah, yeah I'm the same way. I uh, gotta have a few Jaegers in me before I can like be in a room with people um, and talk and not feel like weird. Right now, I I feel very at one with the universe. <laughs> Lately, in yeah. the last couple of years, it, it's I feel very. 
peaceful. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, oh, it, it's, you should be very thankful for that. You know, and it's 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 through a lot of well, soul searching and a whole lot of talking to people. I mean, this is oh, yeah. I, I do this. I've done hundreds, literally yeah. hundreds of these things. Kinda so like therapy. So it, and a lot of times people will say, "Man, I felt like I was talking to my therapist for a little while." And the first of all, that's a compliment for me. And second of all, like it, it's the same thing for me. Like every time I, I I don't know you. I've never met you. I mean, I think I probably bought a beer from you at one point at, yeah, at a maybe. bar or something. But uh, you know, I don't. I we've never really crossed paths. This is and this is longer than most people sit with their friends and talk without the phones on without you know oh, yeah right you know and i i i feel like i learn more about myself through these things and sometimes i'll be talking and it will, it will switch some sort of memory and that you know that helps kind of figure out where i am and where i came from and, and i've been working you know i've been like trying to physically and mentally get better yeah because we're, we're at the point you know we're in our 50s and uh, i don't know you stuff starts aching and start you know sometimes your back doesn't work so oh well, yeah and, you yeah, know yeah. and for sure so I'm trying, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a better Peter. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm pretty at peace for the most part. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm not at peace at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I'm just like never frustrated. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's gotta be peace. moments. I mean, you know, you're with your kid or, you know, you're, you're growing well, corn or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, family time is always yeah, yeah. nice. Like, well, that, that's, I, I keep the two separate Yeah, because it's very just annoying and stressful yeah. life and trying to figure stuff out, you know, don't get a job, figure out how you got, you know, yeah, how, how can I not, how not, can not I not work? Yeah. Well, work, <laughs> work, work for me, work, work and have fun. And uh, I can't help it if what I do is fun. Yeah. It's not that it's I, it's not my fault. Yeah. It's not my <laughs> fault. You know, in family time, family life is, is always good and, and that's, that's peaceful and, and I enjoy that immensely, you know? Um, one more, this isn't a word, uh, I lately not nostalgic and that's not a word, but that's the complete opposite of me. Lately I've been, there's been a lot of nostalgia in me thinking back and exploring. And, and again, it comes with, with what I do for a living now Yeah, is I spend a lot of time telling stories and, uh, one of the, the most rewarding and dumbest and most fun things I've done, uh, got to be 10 12 episodes i interviewed my ex-girlfriend and my wife at the same time oh my god <laughs> and it was fun like it really was fun i you know i got to say some i didn't say anything terrible but i got yeah. to say some things to her and, and uh that i i never got to say and in, in the safety of my own home on a podcast yeah you know and and we went like i went to her wedding she came to, we were always yeah we weren't remained we friends we remained friends as as much as you can remain friends yeah uh, but it was fun. I'm glad I did it. Like I, I, you know, so there's been a lot of nostalgia and at, again, the age I am, I don't know about you, but the age I am, you know, I, I've had some friends die and, and oh, yeah. I, you know, and it's, it's people disappear and you, you know, you want to go back and go, Hey man, what happened? Are you okay? Or, you know, you know, or you affected me on this level, Yeah, be it good or bad. I've, I've been a big proponent on this podcast where if someone's had a positive effect on you in your life, especially like teachers. Mm -hmm. If you had a teacher, you know, who I, I had one or two teachers who really seemed to get me yeah, and knew that I, I wasn't going to make straight A's. I wasn't going to make, I, I barely was making, you know, C's, but yeah. they, they knew somewhere I would be, you know, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> but, but they also knew that there was something, Yeah, you know, and uh, I've gone back and found them on Facebook and really? wrote a, a quick, just, just a quick note saying, you know, you made a difference. Yeah. I never had a teacher really make a difference. Oh, well, it's sad. Eh. 
whatever. Yeah, I mean, have you ever had a chance to teach anything? Um, no, I, I mean, maybe not, not really teach anything. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, you know, when I've had my clothing stores and things like that, I would, you know, teach kid retail business or something like that. It, it, well, it's valuable though. It's valuable. It's more, and, but honestly, there's a little bit more of like giving kids opportunities, yeah, yeah. you know, getting a kid, his first sponsor, you know, for skateboarding and yeah, yeah. now he's pro and he, you know what I'm saying? He's making, you know, he's doing it and you kind of, you just kind of bring kids along, you know, and give them opportunities. Kind of like at Stonewall, like come in if you want to do something and, you know, come do it. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid. I mean, just the fact that you're doing it is better than most people who just sit around on the couch and be like, oh, I could do this or do that. And then they never do it. Have you seen people our age? They're terrible. People <laughs> our age? I worry about people our age sometimes. <laughs> They're not. I mean, I got, I got friends. Or Not stuff. our age, but, but younger people. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess terrible is... I don't mean to say that. Like, not everybody. People our me. age are boring, and, and and that's the thing that gets me. And they're missing out on a lot. Like you, you and I have the same taste in music. Yeah, so yeah. Wanna, you know. Yeah, you know. I see. You know, a lot of the old. You mentioned Big Audio Dynamite. You yeah. Know, so a lot of the old and a split second we talked about. Yeah. The industrial scene. That's all coming back. Po post punk yeah i mean there is so much good music out there right now happening and a lot of people just listen to jimmy above it just or just listen to the same sisters of mercy song over and over i guess you got cooler friends than i do <laughs> really yeah. yeah a lot a lot of dave matthews people they stopped at dave matthews oh i never got into that yeah, a lot that of people was... stopped at dave matthews a lot of people stop yeah that's what i don't get like, and that, it makes stop. me sad there's so much out there but every they, day there's a new band and it but it brings that into their world though Even, yeah like politically and and just everything like culturally they just stop and it's like eh. you travel you, you've traveled i've seen some pictures of you some places oh, i travel that's what i was gonna ask that was gonna be my that other question to you about travel oh uh, well gonna... we're actually we're speaking of new music we're gonna play some new music if you want to have your band played on Scotch and Good Conversation, email me over at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. This is a, uh, a band called Off Day, and this is a new record came out a little earlier this year, and I love the name of the record. It's called P Naked, and this is Light and Shadows. Signs are up. It's so close to happening. La Femme du Fromage's second location in the North Quarter, real close to downtown, is going to happen any second now. Follow them on social media, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, and on the Twitter to keep updated to when the grand opening is. And then go check out their original location in the East End Market. They are Orlando's Cheese Shop. Friday nights, grilled cheese happy hour. There's wine, there's beer, there's charcuterie, there's cheese, amazing cheeses from around the world. They are Orlando's Cheese Shop, and we are so excited about their second location. 
Right now, they're located in the East End Market over in the Audubon Park Garden District. Go by today. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Orlando Meats, Whole Animal Butcher, Restaurant, Breakfast, Lunch, Dinner, Beer, Wine. It's everything you need in a restaurant. It's everything you need in a butcher shop. And now it's more. As a listener of Scotch and Good Conversation, you get 10% off. Go in today. Grab yourself something to eat. Grab yourself something from the butcher. Get 10% off when you mention Scotch and Good Conversation. Grab something from the barbecue. The holidays are coming up. Think of Orlando Meats for all your turkey, all your chicken, all your meat, all your everything. Orlando Meats and 10% off when you mention Scotch and Good Conversation. They are located at 728 Virginia Drive. Stop by today. Mention Scotch and Good Conversation. Get 10% off Orlando Meats. Music from the band off day off their album uh, P Naked. I dig it. They're nice enough to let us play their music on Scotch and Good Conversation. If you would like your music played on Scotch and Good Conversation, email me over at Scotch and Good Conversation at gmail.com. If it doesn't suck, I will play it. This part of the show is brought to you by Compass Box Whiskey. We may or may not be drinking some right now, or we might be drinking some delicious freshly brewed iced tea. Compass Box Whiskey makes a glorious bottle of scotch. Go to your local liquor store. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. When you're ordering scotch at a bar, make sure you're drinking Compass Box. Follow them on all the social medias. I got to turn this up just a teeny bit. There we go. And uh, your button guy. He makes buttons. If you've got a podcast, if you've got a bar, if you've got some sort of organization that needs little pins, uh, your button guy. There's two ways to get a hold of him. It's a horrible business plan, but he's really good at what he does. Instagram and Facebook. Message him there. His prices are amazing. Uh, his product is amazing. His turnaround is super great. And he's got a really cool beard. And he's just a nice guy. And he's local as hell. Your button guy is my my button guy. This was the longest break in the history of Scotch and Good Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you, you win the week-long break. That, uh, yes. Yeah, so hopefully we can continue the momentum. I can't remember if I answered your question, did I? I don't even remember where we left off, to be honest. Well, was, uh, uh, you oh, asked, I wanted, you I, asked me a question. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It was either about travel or books or. It's uh, I like both them. Boom, nailed it. Nailed it. No, well then, what is like? Uh, what's the last book you wrote or read? Uh, the last book that I finished, I started reading when I started the podcast three years ago, four years ago, and I finished it at the beginning of this year. It was uh, More Meta Blues by um, Questlove from The Roots. Oh, wow. And nice. I actually, I gave it to somebody yeah. uh, or else I'd hand it to you if you, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's a great music book. If you okay. like music, uh, Questlove is, he's he's a, a doctor of everything musically, like uh, punk rock, hip hop, soul, oldies. Yeah. Like he, he comes from a, a family of musicians and I mean, he's a hell of a musician anyway. And it's just basically little chapters on music that influenced him. 
Oh. And some of the guys from the Roots will occasionally write something about what he's writing because he, he admits that his uh, his memory isn't great. And it, it's it's very, very good. Right now I'm also reading, uh, uh, I think it's called Big Beasties or the Beastie Boys book. Okay. The big, and, yeah, the biggie. Yeah, it's, the hard it, one it, it came yeah, out for Christmas. Yeah, it came out yeah. for Christmas, and I love it. It's very heavy. Like, it literally weighs too much. I got one for the wife. Did you? Yeah. Is she a Beastie Boys person? She's a Beastie Boys girl. I dated a girl, uh, and you can listen to her talk on episode 206. Uh, one of the reasons that I started dating her was she knew all the lyrics to Paul's Boutique, which is way cooler than all the lyrics yeah. to License to Ill is a great album. Paul's Boutique is a superior album in almost every way. Yeah. And she knew the words to Paul's Boutique. Wow. I uh, I saw a post the other day on Facebook talking about um, Fight for Your Right. Yeah, yeah. And how they, it kind of backfired on them that it became like this jock anthem. Well, and I mean, the, there was a lot of misogyny on that record. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. And I remember when that record came out and I was, I hated, I'll be honest, I did not like the Beastie Boys until oh. the third album was it uh not check your head um check your head i think was third was that third yeah it was that's when i started paying attention and realized yeah. like oh yeah these guys are good paul's boutique i just avoided i was like oh these are the same idiots it's pet sounds dude it's pet from, sounds for hip-hop i know well no now i'm <laughs> yeah. just like oh my god it's brilliant like i had two co- i ended up with two copies of the album and yeah they both got stolen oh my goodness yeah um so yeah, I, but yeah but it took me a second to get over that whole you know, they they kind of like uh, the the post was like they kind of like apologized for it. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah. They they I mean it they wasn't really our intention for this. I, to well, happen. I mean they were also twenty one year old knuckleheads. You know, yeah. from you know, and they're all too smart for their own good. Large yeah. vocabulary. Yeah. They, I mean, especially if you read the book, they are live and breathe hip hop, but they also live and breathe punk rock. Yeah. I mean, they there there was early pictures of them at Bad Brain shows, like in early early eighties, late late seventies, whenever Bad Brains first hit the scene. Yeah, uh, you know, and they it's it's a great read. I mean, and it's a deep dive in, into. I haven't even reached the point where there are Beastie Boys yet. It's a deep dive into punk rock and New York culture and literature. Yeah. And they talk a lot about MCA because he's like they wrote the book. MCA is no longer with us, unfortunately. Got to see him twice. I saw them once. Yeah, where, where was it? I saw them once in I want to say in Melbourne somewhere. Really? It was for the um, what tour was it? And they came out in the like, it looked like a like a patio with like lights. Oh yeah, around I, it. I think I saw that too. Um, and they I, did all that like funky kind of LA yeah, kind of yeah like yeah the, the in sounds from way out type stuff. Yeah that yeah they did yeah that was that was good stuff. We man. uh we got last minute ticks. We saw them in Tampa where the the the, the, the lightning yeah. play, and we got last minute so we're way up in the nosebleeds, and I looked two seats to the right of where my wife was sitting, and there was like a platform built there. And I was like, we got good seats. Yeah. And they came out and did an intergalactic. I mean, it was as close as the door is. Oh, nice. And they you know, came out in their costumes and did the robot. <laughs> uh, I saw them at the edge also. You know, I think I missed the edge show. I think I was, well, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember. I yeah, may yeah. have saw them at the edge or I was DJing at the edge in Fort Lauderdale at that time. Was that, were they tied together? Yeah, they were all tied. There was three of them at one point. I missed the edge so much and it's probably, yeah. it's, it was such a brilliant Thing that could only happen in the 90s it was such a flashpoint yeah. for orlando culture and music and uh so many good shows that, those yeah. were the shows that i got in for free and i didn't have a girlfriend yeah so yeah. i you know nice. I, I and uh bars were up until 5 5 30 yeah pretty much yeah it was going 
Yeah, was, like it, it was. I mean, it was nothing to leave the bar. Like show up at one thirty. Yeah, and you're you're one of the few people in Orlando who remember this because I've yeah. talked about it a lot. Yeah, you know you you don't leave the house till eleven. You you go pregame someplace and then you go. Do you dance? Oh yeah, well not so much anymore. Yeah, well yeah, I do still. Yeah. I I do. I like to dance though. I used to. I mean, I was. Yeah, I was dancing. That see that high was, school getting out of high school. No, no, I wasn't a dancer in high uh, school. No, and I heard that all the alternative music at like Electric Avenue. Yeah, was, yeah. The club, it just like changed me. I never I got like, to Electric Avenue. I had friends who got up there when I was in high school. And I was super jealous of them. When I got to town, uh, um, what was the thing on Lee Road? Was it Visage? I, I used to Visage a couple nights a week. Which was the old EA. EA turned yeah. into Visage. Yeah. I, I Visage, um, then it was The Edge because that was downtown. Um, I'm trying to think if I went any per... Uh, JJ Whispers. Oh yeah, I did but whispers that, a few times. They did. Uh, I did a night in there called uh, Six Feet Under. I used to do, go to Six Feet Under. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I it was in that, that comedy bar. Yeah, and the, the side room had a little dance, decent sized dance floor. Yeah, but it was the side room. It wasn't the main room. I um, was it me or was there a little person there who used to DJ? My buddy LD. Yeah, LD. Yeah. Okay, was he also kind of had a big humpy back kind of thing, or is that uh, my? I used to drink no. a lot back then. Nah, he's just a you know small dude. Yeah, he's a little person. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he's a writer, does a lot of horror stuff as well. Because I remember, and again, this is a lot of drinking. Uh, did he frequently wear a leather vest with no je- no shirt underneath it? Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, and I also remember <laughs> him in a top hat. I might have my parties oh, confused. I don't know. Okay, because I, I definitely went to Six Feet Under. Yeah. That yeah. was my, it was like Wednesday nights or Thursday nights. I don't remember. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday nights. And I also remember their beer was very, very cheap. Yeah, maybe. It might have been like a buck or something. Yeah, so I don't know if I was drinking back then. A lot of bad mistakes were made there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw... Uh, Played a lot of good music. In yeah, there. no, I saw a skinhead girl lay out a knucklehead in fingerless gloves. Oh, really? Like he yeah. he was going. His little pit had started, and he was going <laughs> the opposite direction. Oh, just yeah. being just an idiot. Yeah, little little couldn't have been more than a hundred pounds soaking wet, and she just clocked the kid. Yeah, went down. I also lost my glasses in a mosh pit there, and found them again. They weren't crushed to pieces, which was really a big big surprise. Well, that's good. JJ Whisper stuff. What was the question? I don't remember. I don't know. It was about books or something. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, and... a, I'm a fan of the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Uh, Beastie what Boys book did I read? The um, Beastie Boys book is next to my bed being read right now. And there's a, a book called uh, Build a Big Podcast that I'm actually reading. <laughs> there you and, go. Which is weird. I've never <laughs> been that interested in anything other than music that I want to read about it. Yeah. And supposedly this is going to be the Bible of podcasting uh, at some point. It's and like podcast for dummies. It's, it's a better than for dummies book. Uh, this is written by someone who knows his way around podcasting a little bit, and uh, yeah, it's called uh, I think it's called Big Podcast, but he's got a uh, a podcast called Build a Big Podcast. The book is better than the podcast. Do Do you like uh, Ministry, the band Ministry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not not tons. Um, I don't. I I think I probably should appreciate early Ministry more than I do. Eh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people do though as well. Early yeah, Ministry yeah. is great. I just love the the transition from early to now. It's it's amazing. But uh, if you want to read a good book, and if you're a fan of ministry and Alan yeah. Jorgensen, The Chronicles of Ministry. I imagine. Oh, my God. It's hard to put down. I'm a huge fan, so I cracked that open at the bookstore when yeah, I got yeah. it. Just you know, I was buying books for Christmas again and yeah. opened it up. To just check it out. He's a crazy person, right? Oh, the, the first page <laughs> I read, it was like I just flipped it to a page. I just flip it. And it said, 
Led Zeppelin were a bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> we threw TVs out our windows on fire. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I got to get this book. <laughs> the, the two music books, my favorites that I, well, there's three. Uh, 12 Days on the Road of the Sex Pistols by Noel Monk. Oh, okay. He actually stopped uh, managing the Sex Pistols and went on to manage Van Halen. Yeah. Uh, he was on their Sex Pistols 12-day American tour when everything imploded and the band broke up. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And Malcolm McLaurin left everyone in the United States just kind of homeless. Uh, what else? A Drink with Shane McGowan is also a really, really great read if you're into the Pogues. Mm, yeah, and, a little bit. And uh, No One Here Gets Out Alive about Jim Morrison. Oh. Who is um, Danny Sugarman, I believe. is. I think he passed away. He also wrote a book uh, about Iggy Pop called Wonderland Avenue which is really good. Like it's nice. apparently Morrison died. He used to hang out at, at the doors office where they like, I think it was LA. I think that sounds right. Uh, and, and Morrison died and he would hang out there a little bit longer. And then he went from hanging out with Jim Morrison to hanging out with the Iggy pop. Like those, those were his two influences coming up as a teenager. Wow. Those are monsters to have, yeah. have yeah. in your life at a, those are all really good books. I read, there's Phil Collins book right here. <laughs> I like Phil Collins. I'm not gonna. It's I'm, it's okay. I'm not gonna. I, okay. I have my. I haven't cracked I do, it yet. I don't not not like Phil Collins. Uh, this Jay Z book, Decoded, is actually really good. Uh, this Ice Tea book is pretty good. There's a drink with Shane McGowan. So you drink. You read. You drink a lot. Of yes, I drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> do you read a lot of music books? I read yeah. mostly music books. Yeah. It, I and I can see that because you got to read things that are interesting. To yeah. Me. I um. It's been a while since I I read something that wasn't like a biography or an autobiography or yeah. something like i yeah, think it, i'm not a fiction guy i don't, and I yeah, don't read fiction, that many that's books. the word i was looking for yeah. thank you i don't read many books at all like you know i read the ministry book and yeah, then yeah. i read a political book was the last book i read or read was uh called the fifth risk yeah by this guy named michael lewis and um man it was good i i read a it's it's upsetting at times but it's uh it's a good read and if you are into the president or against the president and you read this book it really just lays out everything that's going on right now yeah it's like it's, it's a new book it's new well it's like a couple years old and it's just insane according to trump's twitter feed there's a lot of really good bo uh, books being written about him that he reads all the time oh i'm sure there are yeah <laughs> can you see him even picking yeah. up a book <laughs> no he doesn't read <laughs> no he's a knucklehead yeah, um question Number four for you. Have you ever been mistaken for the opposite sex? Yes. Stupid phone. Where do you get these questions? This is great, <laughs> I, but I have. I, oh, so you had funny. long hair at one point. Oh, right? yeah. It's yeah. growing out now. My wife's like, grow your hair out again. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay. So I'm growing it out. But yeah, in the car. Yeah. You know, turned to the side. I'm looking, you know, at her. And she's like, look, check out those guys to your right. And the guy's like <laughs> checking her out. And they're thinking I'm this long-haired girl. And I turn to the side and the guy just goes, oh. <laughs> did, the did, like, oh did you have shit. the beard also? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he got freaked out. So. Well, you have a good head of hair. Thank you. Yeah, see, I'm very jealous of your yeah. hair. I would have I would have long hair if, if I had your hair. Yeah, that's why I never sh uh, cut it. Because yeah. I was like afraid it was never going to grow back. But then I was like, you know what? I think it's going to grow back. I think so you're going to be gonna, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be all right for a while. Question number five for you. We know what 60s, 70s, and 80s music is. What do you think will de define music in the 2010s? I picked in that one 2010s? specific. 2010s? Yeah, the two, like, what is it? 2019. So it's, well, uh, so the 2010s. Oh. Yeah. Shitty pop music and hip hop. <laughs> it's still like 
2010s. I think currently coming up, what you're going to see is the alternative stuff is going to come back around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like I feel like indie rock and indie music is fucking done. Oop, I said F. That's okay. You can okay. that one. You can say yeah. I, yeah. I, that's like done. I yeah. think it's just really boring right now. The the stuff that's inspiring right now sounds like the old industrial and synth wave. Yeah, yeah. Type post punk. Yeah, that type stuff is is really good. And I think you know that alternative stuff's going to start getting a little more play and come back around, which will lead hopefully to clubs similar to what the edge did where yeah, yeah. it was all alternative and then dance stuff. Such a great the, spot. I mean, that, well, but that was, was a good time for music in the sense to me, like the industrial and that stuff. Like that was the closest thing, the punk rock that had happened in a really super long time. Yeah. In well, the sense that it, it was people in their spare bedrooms making music yeah. or computers who, you know, for, to dance, take drugs to and have sex to, Yeah, you know, and, and people who don't had like no real music, you know, training whatsoever. You know, I add a, oh, well, Trent Reznor was, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, was in marching band. But, you know, I mean, the, for that guy to come out where he came out and become the monster that he is now. Yeah. Damn good looking man, too. Yeah. Like, that he, guy's got a nice head of hair. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like Nine Inch Nails, but I kind of tuned out after a while. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I can't tell you the last time I cared, but I, I just yeah. off the top of my head, I mean, that was that was like the pivotal point where that all became super over the top mainstream. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, yeah. I I blame the electronic industrial scene, the implosion on Ministry because Ministry went in such a heavy direction with yeah, yeah. guitars, and everybody tried to follow, and just kind of ruined everything. It got really heavy like that with yeah. guitars. And it got really like bad techno. Yep. It was just like, what are you doing? So I kind of like the, the techno scene. Like I, I, yeah. well, I like techno. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like what they were do. It was just not good. Question number six for you. This is an email. I'm gonna fuck this up too because it's a long one. Uh, emails are sponsored by the Nook. They're local. They're about local people, local music, local art, local poetry. Uh, anything that's cool and going on in Orlando somehow is going to pass through the nook over in the milk district. And they got great beer and they got wine and kombucha. And on Saturday mornings, they're open like at, at noon, you can drink a cup of coffee or you can drink a beer. And usually there's something interesting going on. They're located at 2432 East Robinson street in the milk district. If you go by, make sure you tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. Even if you've been in there a dozen times, this way they know they're spending their money correctly. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. And they probably would appreciate it too. Uh, this actually isn't an email. This came to me on Facebook. Uh, if you want to message me on Facebook, if you're too lazy to go to scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com, you can do that. This came from Brian Uren. Ewan, you Brian Eulen? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This came from Brian Eulen. Do you know Brian? I know Brian. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he used to sell me beer. He messaged me a little while ago. It says, evening. It says, uh, Sorry so late and totally random, but I saw another question asked in the group and it spun an idea in my head that I thought you could use for a future question. God, I can't see anything and I'm very terrible. When you were young, were you, uh, were, when you were young, there were a lot of save-ups and mail-in offers, whether it was saving money of year allowance or collecting box tops or USPs, etc. What did you save up and mail-in for? And it says, uh... There were those awful commercial selling albums, cereals, your favorite cereal box is a whole different question. The back of comic books, magazines, the list goes on. 
If it was already a topic, I apologize. I do my best to keep up. No pressure in responding tonight. This is a brain brain dump. Ha ha ha. He says, be well. And uh, sorry about my rambling that says I blame hidden strings. <laughs> so <laughs> I love hidden springs, man. They, 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 Broken they, strings. But this is uh, our hidden springs, hid, hidden springs, hidden, hidden springs, springs, the, the brewery. brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, did you, <laughs> did you receive your allowance or something? Um, thank yeah. you, Brian, by the way. I, uh, I never really had much of allowance. I always had to mow yards for five bucks, but I did do the, Can you even imagine doing that now. Oh no, it's terrible. No, it's it's absolutely like, just a horrible, horrible chore. Yeah. I think we touched on that. Did we touch on this about working when you were younger? And probably. Like, uh, yeah. It was a week I ago. Was I, like I am yeah. not working for anyone. Cause oh, we, we talked about, how, yeah. we, we had talked about how we can never have yeah. a straight job. Well, I I sent away for the album thing, like twelve albums for a penny. Everyone does that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they would keep sending me stuff. I was like, I don't really want this. How and could that like, possibly be a business that they were making money? Well, they didn't last very long, I don't think, because I, no one ever paid. I don't know anybody, <laughs> myself included, who bought all those records. You, you you're just dumb. You just yeah. tear it up and hide it from your mom. Hope they don't see it. Yeah, I think I got a few things. I think I got the Stray Cats record from there. Cool, Built for Speed. Yeah, 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 solid yeah. album. Yeah, and then a few other things. I don't, I don't remember too many of them. So you, you paid the nineteen ninety nine. No, I gave him the penny. Oh, okay. The- <laughs> I, I, I think you bought it beyond the 12 free for a penny. No, okay. I think they may have sent one or two, and then they realized that they weren't going to get it the was, money, and they I stopped. I, I, there's there's got to be a book about that, or someone should be, do a film about that, because that could not have been... Bad business model. Just, just a horrible... <laughs> lot, probably a lot of cocaine involved, you know? <laughs> you know, and, and I, I don't... It's such a weird thing if you try to explain it to people now. Well, they have reincarnations of it. You see it. Do they on Facebook? Sponsored ads, vinyl me, please, or whatever. Yeah, but that's that's that's. I mean, it's like it's a little different. It's it's like forty dollars for two records. Yeah, because I've thought about that, but I'll just go over to Park Ave CDs if I have my if I have cash in my pocket and my wife doesn't know about it. Yeah, there's usually another record. Did you see the machine they just came out with that'll uh, make your little press records for you? Like a thousand bucks. I uh, I know there's one. Oh, this right here. That's a, a record my wife made at, at Third, Man Third Man in Memphis. Well, they have a they yeah. have one you can take home now and do it. That's kind of like, fun. That's big. Yeah, yeah. and uh, eleven hundred like, bucks. That's actually that's, I mean, but it just makes one record one at a time. Yeah. Okay, that's probably not a. It's probably you just you know put the digital file in there and it cuts it. And I guess that's rad. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna do that? Uh, maybe if I have some money. Do you play music? Um, no, no, no. I, I touch knobs. I mean, I, I put records out and yeah, I was yeah. signed to a record deal and all that stuff. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a musician. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, you know, in the studio producing yeah. and touching knobs and twiddling and sampling. By the way, I looked cutting, up, reversing. I looked up you and my, I'm not saying that I, 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 I don't believe you because I totally believe you. that would be a weird thing to lie about. But I, I, I looked up you and oh. Motley Crue, and I couldn't find a oh, damn thing. No, that's because you. I went under the name DJ Larceny. Oh, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm teasing Mott and Tony. No, yeah, okay, I okay. forgot to tell you. I was like, you know, I sh- and I forgot to send you a link because the uh, the the big story with that was I convinced them to play. And Motley Crue got a lot of press for this. Yeah, yeah, and good. I didn't. But <laughs> I got ripped. Oh, it's just, you got a different name. <laughs> well, no. Well, I mean, it like made MTV and all this, but I convinced them to play porno at their show. That's that's a horrible fucking idea. <laughs> 
Nobody told me. <laughs> you didn't know you couldn't play porno no, in a room full of teenagers. No. no, there was all adults. I mean, it was we were, not all adults. No, well, you're actually it wasn't <laughs> because some lady wanted to sue me because she brought her seven year old to the show. What kind of person brings your seven year old to to a Motley Crue show? She was, yeah, she was upset. Yeah, there's an article floating around from Pittsburgh. <laughs> about it i mean i i was digging like, re, like were they mad at you but they should have known too so they no, have lawyers someone should have no, told them no they could have called no one was mad everybody was on board with it yeah it was like you know hardly anybody was coming to the show some shows were good and some were slow and six is like we need to do something we need to what are we going to do we got to do something to get everybody riled up and coming out to the shows and there was just no one really coming you know what everybody likes <laughs> Well, I told them, I'm like, we're in this little meeting with everyone, Six, Tommy Lee, the the people from the production company, and yeah, the yeah, light, yeah. All, the, all the big heavies. And I'm like, well, I have this like 80s jack-off record I can play, <laughs> and we can play porno, yeah, and I'll play the record, you know? Uh -huh. It's like this lady, she invites you into the house on side one, and at the end of side two, you're leaving, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I can play that with the porno. Oh, and it's and brilliant. I'm like, oh, and everyone looks around, and Six is like, oh, that's a good idea. Who, everybody on board, and basically everybody signed off on it. Okay. And then it was like, we Did people literally, literally sign off on something? No, okay. they, they vocally <laughs> said, yes, let's do it. They, so. But they're a fairly, they're a really big band at this point. They're on their decline a little bit. They were on their decline and trying to come back, but they're bigger now than they were on that tour, yeah. for sure. I told you, I saw them. It wasn't terrible, and I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so we wait a few weeks, and this is the week, this is the week and this is the week finally it happens we're in pittsburgh and at this time i have a microphone in my dj booth and a lot of the fans don't like the music i'm playing so i've reverted to playing rock and roll as well yeah, i'm yeah. becoming a little bit of a hype guy and i'm mixing all the tunes <laughs> look at you flavor flavor sort of <laughs> <laughs> you know and then uh you know Give a, yeah, yeah, kind of. And so I get the whole place chanting for porno. I'm okay. like, who wants to see some porno? Brilliant. And they're like, porno, porno. The whole place is chanting porno. And then they put this porn on the video screen, which I thought it was video screens, but in the article it was said it was a gigantic sheet. Okay. It was massive, like oh. 60 feet. Yeah, yeah. Massive. And it was, <laughs> it didn't take any time to just be like, you know, Chaos. shot oh yeah. boom 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah backside boom 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 i mean it was just non-stop yeah, quick yeah, yeah. edits of you're lucky you're not in jail the people it, well here's the here's the funny part the place erupted yeah and then all of a sudden poof, it goes off and everyone's like ah, oh, you know and they're plotting and i play another song and you know and then they come out <laughs> and i'm suspended like 60 70 feet in the air uh, in the terrifying. arena yeah, yeah oh yeah and this little tiny little pod because it was supposed to look like i was on an alien ship uh-huh because <laughs> the tour was motley crew versus the earth i think of course it was so i'm coming down you know <laughs> into, this this chain chaos, this thing it? right literally yeah. <laughs> and i'm looking down at the sound guy at the soundboard i'm like yeah because it went over so well it was yeah. awesome i'm like so hyped and he just looked at me and he's like he this death of fear and he's just shaking his head <laughs> so you did it once yeah we only did it one time okay yeah and then i'm like looking at him and he's just like the cop no. standing next to him or something and then i look, look i literally look out and it's like the red sea parts and there's these motorcycle cops coming for me <laughs> 
they're in these black shiny boots and they have their white helmets on <laughs> in, like, this is inside inside the arena looking like stormtroopers yeah, coming to get me Nazi-esque. oh totally <laughs> yeah and i'm just like oh shit oh shit oh shit, oh shit. and finally I shit you not. The the thing fun, they're waiting for me. Yeah, yeah. And bring at, me back up. Bring me back up. <laughs> right. As the thing lands and stops. Yeah. The crew goes on yeah. and Pyro, the first hit of pyrotechnics comes out and these dudes all turn their head. Yeah. And, and look at the stage and I literally grabbed my record. Did you run away? Did you run away? Tell me you ran and away. And I ran away and I ran him. out out the back side of the thing That's and into favorite. the crowd because yeah. it was a uh, general admission floor. Yeah, it was yeah. just everybody Some was thousands there. thousands or hundreds. You said oh, it was, dude. Yeah. But it was pretty f- full and yeah. I just ran through the crowd into the get, back, did flashed you get away? my pass. I got away. Yeah. I. But they came looking for you? Oh, yeah. They were okay. looking for me up and down the halls. Yeah, yeah. They were looking on the tour bus. They. I basically got in the back, took off my... I had an orange jumpsuit. Of course you did. Yeah. With, yeah, it was great. And this was pre-Beastie Boys Intergalactic, by okay. the way. Yeah, I wore yeah. the jumpsuit first. Before. You invented yeah. that. I No. I, well, yeah, of course I invented okay. it. <laughs> always take credit for things. <laughs> Anyways. So I took a shower, uh-huh. came out, put my clothes on, and watched the World Series. And they were up and down the halls looking for me because they thought I was the guy You that make played. it sound like you weren't stressed at all about this. I watched oh. the World Series and hung out. That's what I did. I just chilled. I yeah, put yeah. the hat on and I just watched the World Series and that the it was the one the year of the Florida Marlins one. And I just remember these guys stopping and looking at me at the doorway. That's not him. He's not wearing an orange jumpsuit. Yeah, and they're, you know, and I don't remember if any of them talked to me or anything, but uh and then they, they left me and then I snuck on the bus. Yeah. I snuck on the bus when it was good time to sneak on the bus, waited for the show to end in six and Tommy to get on. And then we drove away into the night. Well, police, home, es- police, sweet, home, playing in the background. police yeah. escort. Nice. They the, cops, they, the cops literally you get away. <laughs> no, they escorted us off of the, out of the state. Line. Okay. Yeah. And then the next day, Shit hit the fan and, you know, MTV, all oh, Motley Crue played porn at their <laughs> concert. I get a call from the my manager, pseudo manager, the guy that signed me to my record deal. Yeah. He's like, oh, this woman wants to sue you <laughs> because you played porn. And it's like, I didn't play the porn. The video people played the porn. It's true. I just had it the It was microphone. your idea. Yeah. Yeah, it was my idea. Yeah. But the... The final thing, the thing that was so crazy is because I told you everybody was like, yeah, that's a great idea. We should do this. Yeah. Turns out the people that were running the show also were producing the Barney show. Oh, goodness gracious. And the Barney people called them and they're they're like, we cannot be associated with you. You have to choose. That shows you how fucked up the 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 music industry and the entertainment industry is. You're either going to do this tour with Motley Crue or you're going to do the Barney show, but you're not doing both. So they bounced. All the production, all the lights, all the sound. Oh, goodness. They yeah. bounced. Well, you really fucked Motley Crue, didn't you? No. Yeah, because, kind of. Because literally, they made one phone call. Yeah. And 24 hours later. And another production company. All five, six, seven semis show up with all the gear again. I'm like, that was amazing. Well, if, if you were... Uh, I mean, you got to know this. If you're on the uh, the road and you don't have a system of uh, redundancy, is that the word I'm looking for? Like a, a system oh, in yeah. place to, to take take care of something if something yeah. breaks, you're a piss poor tour manager. Yeah. 
It's uh the show must go on. Is I, what I, I, learned. I well, there's too much money involved, and yeah. there's too many people. There's too many gears, and and too many people. Like you know, they can't go. Oh, I guess the tour's over. You know, they probably had a stage and all of their garbage, and yeah, yeah. yeah I think you, it was Upstage Lighting was the company that pulled out. It's uh yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> what a weird story. So that was that was my big idea. So did it, you ever get in the court? Did you? Oh no no no. no. They you know the lady was pissed. You know, yeah. if wanted to sue somebody. They assumed it was me. Yeah. You know, she was mad because uh, I think Six might have told girls to flash their boobs. Yeah. But and she was mad at that, too. I'm assuming <laughs> this person was probably around our age, maybe a little older. She had to be sort of aware of who Motley Crue was. Yeah, she was just being silly. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Probably got a lawyer. And just, yeah. And they, they've thrown that thrown it out there to see what they were going to get. And I uh, like, I'm so yeah. glad I brought that up. I almost, I almost forgot about <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like the minute you left, I started Googling. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. DJ Larceny. Your third question. Oh, hold on. Here's a commercial. We've got a brand new sponsor, Mo DeWitt and the DeWitt Law Firm. If you've been injured on the go, just call Mo. Justcallmo.com or DeWittLawFirm.com. Put those in your computer, put them in your phone, and remember them. Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law Firm, is local, central Florida. He was born here and he lives here. Injured on the go? Just call Mo. Just call Mo.com. We drink more craft beer on Scotch and Good Conversation than we drink scotch. Don't get us wrong. We love scotch, but we also love craft beer, and we love Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor. They are the official providers of beer for Scotch and Good Conversation. Why? Because they've been doing craft beer here for as long as I can remember. They are the originators of the craft beer movement here in Orlando. Award-winning in-house brewing hundreds of cans and bottles, a cool atmosphere, cool music, food trucks, all located in a very centralized, very cool section of town. Red Light Red Light's been doing it for years. They live and breathe craft beer just like you. Go by tonight at 2810 Kareen Drive and mention you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And your third question to me, please. Um. Oh, okay. Listen, I thought, yeah, well, we talked about books. The other, I was curious about travel and like how you feel about travel and how important it is for people to leave the comfort of their own country. Oh, yeah. there, there's absolutely nothing better for you in the entire world than traveling. Yeah. It's uh, uh, up there in the important things I need in my life. It's up there with love and sex. Yeah. And music. Like yeah. it, Agreed. It, it's you appreciate where you live so much more when you go to places that are better than yours, better than where you live and worse than where you live or just different. Yeah. It, you, you come with a better understanding of the world and people. And I mean, some of my favorite conversations are conversations with people I don't know in bars, in sections of the world where I'm lost and not sure how I'm going to find my way back to the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 the best and you see the best in people and you see the worst in people mostly the best the best I, usually I, the best 98 yeah. percent of the time it is it's the best what's the strangest place you've been to uh my first trip overseas i went to cyprus oh yeah 
Okay. Off to off the coast of Beirut and Lebanon. Yeah. I was in Qatar. Where's that? Uh in the Middle East. Somewhere. Yeah. It's like Qatar. Yeah. You know? Did uh, did you go there for music or Yeah, actually I had Motley Crew? No. Okay. It was a it was a, a DJ gig for the um the Arab games. It was like the Olympics, but for for all the Arab countries. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, crazy place. I mean, not crazy in a, I mean, yeah, like just crazy. Just, oh, everybody's crazy, but just like, just, just, just complete different, totally different. Very amazing. Very eye opening. You know, you know, it's a Muslim country and, but some of the things you learn and can you get a drink there? We could in the hotel. Okay. The hotel bar would serve us yeah. uh, drinks. And then there was a club, one club that you had to pay like a hundred dollars to become a member. Yeah. And you could get drinks in there. And then that was it. Um, yeah, it was interesting. And then in the hotel, you would see like Muslim women leaving and stuff like that. And uh, they told us that, you know, when you see the Muslim women leaving the hotels by themselves and the veils that they're like prostitutes and like there's this whole underbelly. Yeah, that goes there's got to be. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. On that level, when everything is so closed off there's got to be some i mean i'm sure you can get any especially if you got money yeah you, there's you there's nothing you can't get yeah. you know it's uh cyprus was eye-opening because i i literally was 20 i turned 21 the day after i i left cyprus and i went and, and spent a couple of days walking around uh london that was like my first yeah. cyprus i was there with the boy scouts that's <laughs> 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 right <laughs> i'm an eagle scout um I worked at a scout camp there, but although I did my fair share of, of drinking and we, we would, we would leave camp for like four or five days and no one seemed to notice. And we, we, we got up through somebody we met. They were like, well, we got this beach house and we parked ourselves at a beach house. And the guy, the other American I was with, like he didn't drink. So we'd go and uh, it's where I actually realized I like dancing oh. was uh, in another country. I, you know, when you're, in your teens and early twenties, if you're not cool and you don't dance well, you're worried that people are going to, you know, what are they going to think? You know, yeah. they're going to see me bad dance. <laughs> and then I, I was like, I'm never going to see any of these people again. I'm just yeah, going to dance if, if you know, and, and every time we open our mouths, people would, Oh, you guys from America. And we're like, yeah. And they were like, let us, let me buy you some drinks. And I would get his drinks cause yeah. he didn't drink. So it was a great deal for yeah. me. I, uh, when I was in Paris, have you ever been to Paris? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Paris is great. Yeah, it's the best. Like, kind of is, right? Yeah. Uh, the first time I was there was during the, uh, you know, the whole Freedom Fries. Yeah, yeah, that was that ridiculous. Whole, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was something. And I remember being in one of the clubs and just, you know, I was there for work, worked yeah. a week. Yeah. And then I stayed a week and kind of stayed in a hostel for the second week. And I uh, just remember finally getting to go to one of the clubs and, just kind of worried on what how people were gonna take to me or whatever. And Did the French get a raw deal? No, they were great. They yeah, were, that's what I'm saying. They, they get a raw more, deal. They were great. They were charming when I, charming when about, I was talked there. Talked to the kids. The kids, you know, we were yeah. all young. Uh, they were more worried about me thinking they were idiots and assholes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I was worried that they were gonna think I was an idiot, and, and it really wasn't. And that was when. It was a really an eye opener to like people are just people absolutely all there's, over the there's world. There's dickheads just, everywhere, but most of the time it, people aren't. People dickheads. just want to chill, man. Yeah, you know we're all so similar, and it's it, just it, yeah. and that's just it. It which, was that was the moment, that, which like, goes back to your question. You know, that's yeah. I absolutely. It's among my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's important. 
yeah I'm, I'm glad i got to take my kid on on that trip last summer and we want to continue to take, take absolutely like you know and it's important and she'll learn it's a, it's a girl right yeah girl. yeah I, she'll learn bibles full of truth yeah and, yeah. and you know lessons and and she'll be a better human for getting to see things for sure the world's so easy you can book all your own own air airbnb mexico city's cheap as hell mexico god every time you say, you say mexico i just remember when i was in mexico and then i ended up in the back of a police car <laughs> <laughs> do you ever handcuffs. not end up in the back of a police car yeah, I, in handcuffs yeah yeah by the mexican police yeah that's frightening oh yeah 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 and getting shook down yeah they were totally shaking me down and at the time my girlfriend was colombian so she she knew spanish and she was like pleading, yeah, pleading with them, and the tears were coming what down. What it cost you to get out of the handcuffs? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks seems like a, it seems like a story. I'd be scared on my mind. Oh yeah, yeah oh, well, it seems I had like, like a pretty a, good story. I had a twenty in each foot, yeah, in each shoe. Well, that's a traveling tip. Yeah, <laughs> keep it all separated all around. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, they were they were hammering her like it was like a Friday. Yeah, you know, Friday late afternoon, and they were just like, you know, he's gonna be in jail what you do and the judge is not going to see him until monday yeah just, ooh. Ooh, yeah it's just like and it was pretty gnarly oh they just didn't like the way i parked oh well did you I, park bad i don't know i can't remember what i did like if i backed in yeah. to a spot versus just pulling in yeah and there was like a cop yeah in front of me and i asked him if it's okay and he went like yeah it's okay and then these other two cops come and like that cop said it's okay. <laughs> like it was like total like setup. I'm like, oh my god, these guys. They totally yeah. It was kind of scary though. Uh yeah, traveling. It, it's my thing. Question, question number seven for you. When dining out, how do you divide a check so that friends aren't uh, annoyed at you? you just, when you're dining with friends, you just pay for the whole thing. Do you? We should. Uh, you should. We, we should go to dinner. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, or you just tell them like because now it's like me, the wife, and the kids. So yeah, yeah. Like, I Us three, yeah, these three or four. Yes, I do that. That's but, how but, that'll be. But let's say you're in a nice place. You know, it's, it's that you we, you don't feel a little cheesy doing that. No, no. You just tell them. I guess I like tell them beforehand. Yeah, you know, you don't want them to come back with the bill and then be like, "Hey, can you break this?" Because you strike me as someone who's eaten in some nice restaurants at some point in your life. I have eaten in a couple nice restaurants. Actually, I, uh, you know, I'm not a yeah foodie but, guy. But but I have had some really good food. Yeah, a few places. You know, um. That place, uh, Cadence? Yeah, yeah. Over here? Yeah. Oh, dude. I would put that up against any restaurant we've in got, any we've, city. We've got a Those very, are, very good food scene here they're in good. town. They're, they're, that restaurant is good. We, uh, I'm lucky. My, my neighborhood's really cool, and we've got, we got a strong food scene. It's only getting better. Yeah, it is getting better. Um, yeah. But I don't know. That's like the only one I would say is on the level of like high-end restaurants in like New York and LA, places that I've you know what? And I'm not just because they're a sponsor, and it's not like a fancy place. It's some of the best food I've ever had. Have you ever been to Orlando Meats? No, I have not yet. Are, you're not a vegetarian, are you? No. Get your ass over to Orlando Meats, yeah. man. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll probably put a spot, and I know I'll put a spot in there. But I, I, the, the guy who he doesn't call himself the chef, but he's like in charge of the kitchen. Used to work over at Smiling Bison. He was the sous chef oh, at Smiling yeah. Bison after it was red light. And Elliot and the crew over there, their their food is on another fucking level. Oh, I didn't know they had food. I thought yeah. they were just like a butcher. No, they have food. They everything's brought in from a hundred miles in the, in 
of the, oh. the shop. Oh, great. So they know where all everything, they know the names of the cows, they know the names nice. of the turkeys. Great. And then they butcher it right there and they yeah. take some of the stuff and put it into the restaurant part. Oh, great. Yeah, and, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. And uh, um, in the first year of them being open at that location, they had like 400 different menu changes. It changes on a daily basis. Oh, wow. yeah. And they have their stables, their staples, their, uh, their medium rare burger is the best burger I've ever had. And you can't like, don't order it, not medium because they won't, they, they don't do it. They do it the way they do it Yeah, because it's really fucking good. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. I'll take the wife and kid there. Man. Um, hold on one second. Oh, who do you know that? I don't know. She come on the podcast. Uh, well, apparently, you know, everybody, I know some people. Yeah. Um, I see my friend Andrew's sticker there. You know, Andrew, I guess. And All then right. to have him tell you, <laughs> have him tell you the story about, uh, the first time we met. If you see him mention, he should come in here. I'll tell him. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, uh, apparently he's got a very thick Boston accent. Yeah. He's got an accent. You know what I know about him and I, I'm, I'm the same. I think he really, really, really likes David Lee Roth. Yeah. And I really, really, really yeah. like David Lee Roth. I don't really, really like Van Halen. I like Van Halen more with David Lee Roth than Sammy Hagar. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I think as far as frontmen go of, of a rock and roll band. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's the show. Like, he's yeah. he's the entire, he dances. He, yeah. he you know, he's he's got that range. He's, he you know, he's he's got jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's vaudeville. <laughs> on, a, on another tip. Have you ever seen that? Remember the cartoon uh, Metalopicus? I think so. Is that the band? Yeah. Yeah, I, I barely know what they're Man, what they're about. My my GM Taylor at, at Stonewall, like <laughs> he sent me some clips of Dr. Roxo. Okay. Have you seen No, 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 no. That, that's... He's a spin on David Lee Roth. Okay. He's like David Lee Roth yeah. and Paul Stanley. Oh, that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressed like a clown. Nice. On cocaine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That was it was everything I loved about bad eighties music, you know, and that was right around the time that I started listening to like Flesh for Lulu. Oh. But but I still had a like a warm spot in my heart for David Lee Roth. Yeah. He, he was everything that was good about Van Halen though. Knucklehead they, culture. Yeah, they rock. Which though. brings me back to the the first Beastie Boys record. It was knucklehead culture. And they they were also I mean I don't I don't think you know, they did it like this. They did it like that. They did it with a wiffle ball bat. I don't think that ever really happened. They, you know, they were telling yeah. stories. They, yeah. you know, although David Leroth, I feel like whatever he said, he actually did. He's got a great podcast. If you oh, can make your way through a whole episode, it's a good book. I bet his biography his, his, is good. It's not good. It's not. I've read that. Yeah. I, I've read three quarters of it and then I lost it, but it reads like he talks. <laughs> it does. It, yeah. It's uh, it's called crazy from the heat. It's kind of hard to find now. And I kept, thinking I'd buy myself a used copy of it yeah. like online. But first of all, they're like 20 bucks for a book that I've read three quarters of and decided I didn't really like. Yeah. Um, but that he, uh, he was trying to like, he had a, a contract with Paramount to make a film sort of based. Remember those videos with, uh, uh, uh the fabulous Picasso brothers. <laughs> that, that was his management company supposedly. Okay. Because he, he said, Picasso puts you in the mind of art and brothers puts you in the mind of pizza delivery. Uh, Remember those? You remember his remember, remember California Girl the video yeah. and how he he color corrected every scene of that himself because it had that weird vibrant color to it. Mm -hmm. He's an over the top artist with like attention deficit disorder. <laughs> I anyway I know Andrew. Yeah, like I, I know he really likes David Lee Ross. So yeah, if you're listening, Andrew, 
Do you have a favorite come on my podcast? Yeah, he has a photo. I know he's super busy now. Like every time I turn around, he's like yeah. doing something like in Vegas or New York or something. Yeah, he's blown up. Yeah, yeah. He's actually going back to Mexico, I think. So. Is he? Because I noticed back like to today. He, I bet he won't be in the back of a police car. No, probably. Hopefully he won't. Uh, remind the kids what you do and where you do it and uh, um, everything. My name is Tommy Mott. I uh, help run and book shows at a venue in Orlando, Florida called Stonewall. And I have a clothing brand called Please Evolve. Uh, and you can find that at pleaseevolvebrand.com. Uh, I also dabble in the studio and make music occasionally. Cool. Uh, but that's another story. For I'm so glad time. you came in for the second part of this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. you. Uh, if you listen, it's, I, I'm curious to see what it sounds like because we were talking <laughs> for about an hour. And then you got a text that you needed to get out of here real quick. And I was like, okay, well, please come back. And you're out the door pretty fast. I was like, well, he hates me. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and I hit you up and, and you came back. But I'm interested. I've never had a week go by where yeah. I had to take these two pieces and put them together. Hashtag dad life. Yeah. Well, you know, good for you. I mean, we're, That's right. I forget how old are you. You're like two years younger than me. We already talked about this. I know, but but uh, we're about the same age, right? Yeah, I'm 51. Yeah, so I mean, good for you because if you're in an industry where you're frequently up late and, yeah, and around young people, you know, and uh, so, but you're you're taking the the dad thing, and you know, yeah. apparently you're doing a good job. You're teaching her to travel and be a good person, and karate. you gave her a Black Sabbath record and karate. Oh, yeah. These are all things that I feel like children should learn. She should, yeah. All kids should learn karate. Yeah, yeah. I wish I did when I was young. Well, um, there'll be links in the show notes to all your things. Make sure that you 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 support Mr. Tommy here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to thank my friend CJ Mask. He wrote the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. We got another podcast. It's called Dinner and Good Conversation. It's a lot like this, only it's totally different because there's usually four people and we're talking on mics with our mouth full of food and we're drinking a whole bunch of wine. Check that out. It's it's pretty much everywhere. Support my sponsors. Red light, red light. La Femme du Fromage, the Nook on Robinson, Orlando Meats, 10% off when you mention Scotch and Good Conversation, Compass Box Whiskey, and our new sponsor, the DeWitt Law Firm, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Scotch and Good Conversation. Look around. I just got my naked photographs back yesterday. Uh, I'm going to post some of them. There are no dick pictures, but you might see the side of my ass. And I feel weird. I can't keep track of who I told about my naked photographs. I had a local photographer kind of, we've been going back and forth where I tried to trick him into taking late naked photos of me thinking he would never do it. And uh, he called me, my bluff a couple weeks ago. So he took naked photos of me and they're, they're, they're beautiful. They're all shot in black and white. He shot them all on film. Um, and, and I mean, I, I said, what can I do with these? And I'm going to take some of them and put them on my Patreon okay. along with other stuff. There's interviews with uh, former guests. There's uh, behind the scenes stuff for Rosie land and uh, any of the money I make over at Patreon helps the podcast just get bigger and better and more interesting and kind of just a better overall experience for you, the listener. Cause that's all I really care about. Uh, Patreon dot com slash scotch and good conversation tell a friend give us a phone call 407-446-4955 and uh be nice to each other hydrate wear sunblock and remember to breathe peace
A PFT Media Production.